up with that? Podcast. My name is PC Tunney. I am the artist formerly known as Pizza Funny and returning as the reigning king of content. I am joined, as always, by the man, the myth, the legend, the other half of the world's greatest tag team never. He is an inebriator in an era in which it is great to be awesome. He's also a scientist and an architect. Man, oh man, where does he find the time? It's DPP. I don't find time. You just come up, you just just get labels. That's it. (laughs) That's how that works. It's just you and I, DP. It's been a long time. What? There's nobody else here? That's it. Hey, look around here. No? Chris? No? Chris still doesn't want to podcast, and uh, AJ is uh, working second shift now, and thank God. Oh, <laughs> fuck, man. You know, I, you know, I tried. You know, I don't like to be a I mean guy. I made the fucking... Why did these assholes come on the show, and then they fucking never left? Right? I don't mean, how, 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 you know, how do you tell somebody just that? Why won't you leave? I actually uh, called AJ's work and told him that he requested second shift. I'm, I'm surprised it worked. <laughs> really? That's funny. I was bugging him, too. <laughs> they must have got the hint. <laughs> no, folks, in all seriousness, we, we're, uh, we're going to miss AJ and we miss Platt. And who knows? We'll see if schedules change or what happens. But I can tell you. That you're listening to us Saturday morning right here on Chairshot Radio Network, DP and I for DWI 361. Uh, we're recording it before SmackDown. You guys know how we kind of roll here on DWI. We loved it much better when there was SmackDown on Tuesdays because we got to talk about everything right before the pay-per-view. Uh, but we we roll with it. We roll with the punches. But I can't tell you, AJ is not going to be disappearing from your earballs. Uh, him and I are going to start doing some stuff on Saturday mornings and covering that SmackDown that DP and I don't get a chance to just because of, of life schedules and things like that for both of us, honestly. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if that's every week, but you should definitely get something this afternoon. So you got DWI in the morning and DWI in the afternoon this week. And uh, maybe maybe for the rest of the road to WrestleMania, we'll see how burnt out your commissioner gets. But he's off to a great start to reclaim and, and well, hey. king, the kick. It's on what sixteen and a half podcasts during the week now. I think it's up to what is so, it? Yeah, and I, and also I'm getting his shit for it too, unfortunately. But you know, stay, stay tuned next week. I'll be on even more podcasts probably. <laughs> I, apparently, I'm going to trial kangaroo court here or something. But yes, bandwagon nerds was this past week. Uh, Dave and I before that we recorded our Royal Rumble reactions just because 
you know, in all honesty, Dave kind of put what he had going aside to come play with all of us at Chair Shot Radio Network because you don't get a ton of attitude of aggressions anymore. Um, and Dave really jumped in all in with Patrick O'Dowd. Obviously, Bandwagon Nerds is one of the best things on all podcasts, I, I would say. I love that show. Um, those guys are great. They've taught me a lot. DP knows. Um, and Hockey Talk slash Musical Chairs. So those guys are putting out content. And uh, so it's always great for me to be able to provide Dave with an outlet to talk wrestling. So that's kind of why we did that. And you can also look forward to we're going to get back to doing the Big Four. You should probably hear that this Tuesday morning instead of Hockey Talk. Patrick is out on assignment for a couple weeks. He will be back the following week, though, to Bandwagon Nerds, and I bet you Hockey Talk will be back as well. But just a little programming note there. Had a great time on Outsider's Edge with Kyle and Ray. Would love to have either or both of them back on this show. Uh, Those guys are awesome. We did the top 10 wrestling storylines of all time, DP. WrestleMania era. WrestleMania era. That's that's fantastic. I, I got a good handful that I could think of off the top of my head here. With the, I'm so sure. So you want to, you want to see if you can guess guess mine. I'll try and guess a handful. I could I could try and guess some. Let's play fun little game. Before we do that though, we're gonna take a commercial break so DP can think a little bit. I want you to head on over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick yourself up a chair shot T-shirt. Check out everything there. Get it in soft style. Spend a couple extra bucks. You'll feel comfortable. You'll look great. You'll you'll enjoy as much attention as you're looking for with these shirts. Trust me, folks. If you're in the one that says hashtag journalism, you're just trying to make a subtle point to people, right? But if you get the one that says Jesus did the job, you're probably looking, you know, for a lot more attention than you might be expecting. But there's tons of great shirts there. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. DPP, PC Tunney. The original tag team never all up in your balls today. DWI 361. When we come back, DP tries to guess my top 10 WrestleMania era storylines. Any company, all time. Stick around. We shall return. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Welcome back right here at ChairShot Radio Network. All of your favorite streaming platforms, folks, and everything's there. All of our shows, you know what the logos look like. Easy to find. Just scroll down the list. Everybody's weekly. You know when it's coming. We're all up in your earballs. DWI, I've been doing it for over eight years, and we've been enjoying the shit out of it. DP, even more now so than most of the time because there's one of the greatest storylines ever happening currently um and i'll give that one away is on my list at number four um and and as i said on their show that storyline can only get better and move higher up the list depending on what what happens do you want to start just randomly picking things off or do you want to try and think what the three are ahead of the bloodline oh i'm gonna start randomly picking them off i think i got i think i know one. well i know for sure one of them that's higher than that uh (laughs) and that would be austin and vince yeah, that's my number one. So good job there. There you go. Ring the bell for yourself. There you go. Ring the bell. Your first to me is my number one. You want to try and do it in order? You want to try and give me what my top ten is? What's two? I can try. Uh, Rock Austin. Rock and Austin my way. Number five. Ah, Still right. looking for two. Number two, Hogan and Andre. Hogan and Andre, number seven. Oh, it's number seven. All right. 
the warrior in Hogan. Did not make my did list. Not make the list. I, I thought you were a big fan of that storyline. I, I did tell that. Well, it's funny because Kyle asked the question, what's the one thing in wrestling that got, you know, that hooked you to wrestling? And I told him the Frankie DeFalco story and how this eight-year-old kid knew the ending to WrestleMania and already knew the business when he was eight years old back in 1990. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Or the summer of 89, I should say, right? So, yeah. All right. Well, I only got two more on my list that I could come up with during the commercial break here. That's that's fine. Uh, that would be uh, keeping up with the Hogan uh, storylines, Hogan and Macho Man and the Mega Powers. One of my yes, favorites. Number three. Ah, one of my all-time favorites. I number three one. on my list. Uh, and the other one I have is John Cena and Edge. Not no. on your list, based on his look. <laughs> oh, not on my list. All right, number ten, Kofi Mania. Okay. Number nine, HBK versus Taker, Double Mania. Oh, yeah. I should have thought of that one. Damn it. Number eight, Cena versus Rock, once in a lifetime or twice, but who's counting? I am. Once in a twice time. (laughs) (laughs) That works. Ring the bell. (laughs) Yes, Omania, Daniel Bryan. Ah. The Bloodline is number four. Austin Rock My Way was number five. Mega Powers were three. Austin Vince was number one. And number two, Dan, come on. Not WWF. What, NWO? Too sweet, baby, number two. Yeah. And a lot of it was like, you know, the my favorite parts of them were uh, the kickoff of Austin McMahon, where he ruined everything with the Mike Tyson bit, right? That that kicked it off. That that started all that. NWO, how that started, not how that finished for sure. Uh, <laughs> Mega Powers was good all the way through. Bloodline's been good all the way through. Austin Rock was excellent all the way through, highlighted by the My Way. Daniel Bryan, one of the most amazing builds ever. Uh, Hogan Andre, same kind of thing, actually. Uh, there wouldn't be a WrestleMania 39 without a Hogan and Andre, the success they had at three, because two really knocked the wind out of the sails of the momentum one had going. Um, Cena and Rock, just, you know, Cena's so ultra underrated as a worker in the ring, but if you'd have never gotten this, you'd always wondered what it had been like to Cena versus Rock on the mic leading up to a gigantic match. And, you know, the way they teased that for a year was phenomenal. HBK Taker, both manias, the storyline there of Shawn Michaels and the Undertaker streak, right? And, and the history between those guys. And that led into even more, if you want to throw in uh, the Hunter then, right? After that, in the end of an era, scene you get at the top of the stage. And then Kofi Mania, which was so organic. So organic Kofi Mania. And, and unlike Daniel Bryan, the Daniel Bryan thing was pretty much likely planned and was kind of a work on fans that, they, you know, they just decided to do it. But Kofi was kind of, hey, the, he, the fans created that one. I, that wasn't going to happen without that. So those are my ten. I like them. I can dig them. Uh, All right. Yeah, I'd certainly have to think about a couple more. Uh, you know, I think, uh, I think by the time Gold- to think about it, Goldberg HBK Taker would have made my list. For sure. Goldberg Streak was on there. Um, uh, Stephanie McMahon Helmsley, like from, from Tess to Hunter to the wedding and everything. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Those guys had a couple newer storylines that I don't think we would put, although we enjoyed like some of the elite stuff with Kenny and the Bucks. Yeah, and then I, um, I don't watch him enough to put Ray those on my jo- list. Gargano, right, Ray brought up Gargano and Champa though. Like that is one of the best storylines ever in, in NXT. I don't know if I'd put it all time on my 
list of like this, but I'm not arguing his preference either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there was really, it was a really cool, fun conversation. So if you haven't go back and check out outsider's edge, uh, that, that, uh, posted Friday morning. Well, and I know we're going to expand on it a little bit here too, but, uh, you almost could put, um, you know, you talk about the bloodline, this whole thing with Sami Zayn, but you could almost put Zayn and KO on that list as a good storyline too, because that's been they've been intertwined together for quite a long time as well, and it's, it seems like they're sure. they're on their way back to a you know to a storyline build with them two together. So it's another one that that it feels like could only get better if they the way they're doing things with you know the same way with the Bloodline and, and Sammy. The last one I'll say that I remember, which is. Which is a really good one too that you could argue should be on anybody's list was the introduction of Kane in the storyline where he wasn't they didn't even touch each other till Mania for seven months, you know, and the fact that he basically was a spinoff character that wasn't supposed to carry forward but he did it so well and 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 was so talented that he made a Hall of Fame career out of it. So I thought that was a great point by Ray and or Kyle. I'm not sure. I can't. I don't remember. I was I was drinking that night (laughs) last night. Somebody said somebody said something about that. And yeah, I remembered. They did it. They did it. All right, DP, enough about what I had been doing this week on the Chairshot Radio Network. Let's let everybody know what's happening today on the podcast known as DWI. Well, well we're waiting. Well, it's the big show. It's very lonesome today. It's a lonesome she. Now he's going up octaves here. <laughs> So we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Royal Rumble and uh, what we see moving forward towards the road to WrestleMania. I, I came across a nice little uh, possible card of speculation. We can run that down and, and see what everybody's see what your thoughts are on that. I, that that's gonna take up a lot of time today, you know. And uh, last call, we're gonna we're gonna see uh, what's on the card for NXT Vengeance Day tonight because uh that should be a really good show sean's done a great job and actually if you want to go ahead and check out busted open radio with tommy dreamer bubba dudley uh they interviewed sean michaels this week i believe that was thursday it's wednesday or thursday's episode so check that out um another good one i listened to this week was the 83 weeks podcast uh eric bischoff does uh something else too there it's on the same thread called strictly business him and tom deshanes they talked about the bloodline storyline and and Tom DeShane's really brilliant and it incorporates how it compares to a lot of things Shakespeare did in writing his stories. Uh, and it makes a lot of fucking sense. And this guy has literal doctorates in said things. So uh, check that one out if you if you haven't. DP, I, I, you'd enjoy both of those. Um, I know you probably don't get a chance to listen to podcasts much while you're working. Maybe you do, but you'd like both of those. Um, anyway, let's get into it. DPP, ring the bell. this show just you and me do you know what i mean it's weird <laughs> like i forgot the not like not like i forgot how to you and i podcast together but i forgot how to like i forgot what i do and how i go how i go about the show a little differently you know what yeah. i mean cadence is a little different the the transitions <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah plus when okay, you do I'll 18 manage. and a half podcasts a week you know it's hard to remember <laughs> which, which one got, you're on so we got a Fucking bills around here, okay? <laughs> oh, my lights are on. Problem is, I'm bar- yeah, I'm barely a half a beer in right now. That's probably why I sound different. That can be a problem. Okay, 
I'm working on it. I'm working on it. There's less time for me to drink right now. There's only two of us. Royal Rumble. Damn. Talk to me, Goose. Whatever. Lay, lay it on me. How, how was it for you? Uh, I, you know, <clears throat> it definitely did not go the storylines that I wanted to. As if you listened to the last show, what I really wanted to have happen. Um, which, you, can't you know. always get what you want. <laughs> but that's expected. Right, it's never going to be that way. It's never going to be what you project. Um, but I still thought it was very, very good. Uh, it was surprising that they started off with the men's Royal Rumble to start. Um, I think you called it too. At that point, it was like pretty obvious that Cody Rhodes was going to win when they did that. Um, sure, but you know, Bubble Ray made a. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna steal these guys' ideas and just kind of pass them off as my observations. Bubble Ray. But I, I kind of I agree, and, and looking back, I think we could all make that connection. But he, he's like, you know, you had to keep Cody as far away from what was going to happen at the end of the show as possible. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, if You know, after you figured out what happened at the end with the right with the, but uh, you knew, bloodline. Yeah, absolutely. That was... But you knew Austin and Rock weren't showing up if it happened first. Oh, yeah. Well, I was, and I was kind of surprised that really there was no... There was no surprises to really. I mean, Edge showing up was about it. I mean, they really didn't have anybody for the men's. You got Edge, you got Booker T, and you got Logan Paul. They got Booker T and Logan Paul. Yeah. Okay. That was it. That was it for the men's. Uh, That was a little surprising. You know, usually they have some, uh, other than Booker T, usually they have some other, you know, legends or somebody, you know, somebody show up, but. It was, but it was fine. It did. They didn't need it. You know, it was really good the way they built it up and they they did the whole thing. It was really good. It was great. I loved Gunther Walter going the distance. Uh, you know, really gave him a bump there. Even though I don't, he almost doesn't even need it. But he just that on top of what he's you know been doing is just fantastic. And I loved that they went for a long time, Cody and Gunther, when they were the last two, as opposed to like just going right to the finish. I don't remember how long that was, but that was at least a good five minutes. Seven, eight, seven, eight minutes, I think. That's nuts. You don't ever, you usually don't see that, which was really cool. Um, and I helped, I think helped uh, Cody Rhodes a bit too because they put him in at thirty. So sure. It made it's made it seem like he had a little bit of a rougher still time. Had, still had five eliminations. He had more eliminations than anybody. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, the whole good thing that's just that going here's our next guy and he and he came through with any pass with flying colors you know what i'm saying like I, initially i was like oh gunther money in the bank boom and now i'm like no i don't think so i think i think gunther wins the royal rumble next year and then goes on to win the title at wrestlemania i think that's a better storyline you know I, I started at one boom have him come out at like i, I wouldn't have him go the distance but I, you can have him come out at like a maybe I, he starts at five or something like that, you know. Jeez, what's the record? What's the record for most time in a rumble? Jericho has it, doesn't he? He just said it. No, he just said it. Hour and eleven I mean, total, minutes. total time, not just oh, a single rumble. Yeah, Jericho. Jericho, I think. Yeah, I think we've talked about that before. I'm pretty sure it's Jericho. And I'm sure it's more than two hours and just twenty because- minutes. <laughs> well, just because he, he hasn't been in the most, but he's been in a lot, and almost every one he's been in, he's been in for a while because a guy like that will always be in the Rumble for a while. Like Seth Rollins, 
How long was Seth in the Rumble this year? Uh, Seth was in the Rumble for 37 minutes and 18 seconds. He yeah. did not win. He did not. He did not start early, but he came in in the middle. And what was he eliminated? 27th. So, you know, he made it to the final four. Pretty sure Jericho made it to a lot of final fours and fives and sixes. Well, he's always a guy you can count on to be in there for a long time, too. So it's, you know, he's got that. Right. He's got the endurance. I was just I, trying to look for this thing, but I can't find it. I thought, that's nope. fine. You keep looking. Five hours. I, Four I hours, thought... 59 minutes, and 33 seconds. Chris Jericho. There, there you go. go. Do you have the Do you have the top whatever or just Jericho? I've got the top 25. Longest cumulative well, just give me the top, totals. Just, just give me the top five. Top five. Uh, number one is Jericho. Number two, Randy Orton. Four hours, 34 minutes. Okay. Rey Mysterio, number three, four hours, 14. Nope. Triple H at four hours even. And HBK at three hours, 47. How far is Randy behind Jericho? 25 minutes. Okay. So, so he'll pass possible. him next year. Yep. He'll pass him next year if he comes back. Who else? Is there anybody on that list that could pass him that's close, that's wrestling? Uh. Eh, Edge is an hour and a half behind. He's at six. Sheamus. Yeah. Cody Rhodes is there. I don't think three Edge... hours and twenty. He could do it if he still keeps six. I don't round. think. Yeah, I don't think Edge is in another Royal Rumble in the rest of his career. Yeah. Rollins is there at two hours forty, but that's probably the only guy there that could do it. Do you think Edge retires at Mania this year? No. Uh, if they're no. doing, I mean, it seems like they're going maybe the next year. Maybe forty. It may be forty. Cena? Have the both have the last match together? That would be fine. I again, I mentioned that one as one of my top storylines there that I thought of was Cena Edge. So that's that'd be a good one to end them both on. At least Edge's career on. It seems like he has sure. enough on the tank to keep going. You know, if he's not doing, you know, regular hourly television, you know, he's right weekly. Bring television. him in for the road. Bring him in for the road to WrestleMania for the majority of television. Outside of that, give him one or two storylines in between, a couple of TVs. Yeah, yeah I like it. You know, going back to the Royal, going back to the Rumble though, this was one of the. I'll start with this. This was one of the best pay per views I've ever seen. Okay. This men's Royal Rumble was the best, one of the best men's Royal Rumbles I've ever seen. It was excellent all the way through. Uh, the, they didn't need those surprises because the way they booked their roster and how good they had, they had 27 regulars that made sense to go in there. Right. True. They brought edge back. Cause he was coming back. That makes sense. That's technically 28 guys on your roster. Cause he's a raw guy. Logan Paul is basically your celebrity permanent. Like Logan Paul is going to be, a little more permanent here shortly. I think at some point he's going to, I wonder if they're going to pay him some money to stick around in the summer. Right. Like when they're down, when you kind of have that downtime, I wonder if that'd be a great time for him. I but other so. than that, it's a testament to triple H and the job he's doing. Yeah. I mean, I, it's great. I mean, that's the thing is there's so many, that's what I was thinking. There's, there's so many, people you could put in the rumble that you didn't need necessarily any surprises or anything but you know it's always nice to see a few but there's just so damn many i mean the fact that like i think what they say on raw dolph ziggler 
wasn't even in the rumble. It ruined it ended his streak of like fourteen straight rumbles. It's just because they had so damn many people and that fit into some stories and are part of something going on that it made sense for them to be in there to like oh, it builds on some kind of story that they're doing. And they still they do that in the rumble still. And the fact that they have that many different things going on is fantastic. And that I think that's part of a tributation to having factions again, because I love factions and you know, you got a few more groups, you know, like, you know, you think of the women's rumble too, with the, you know, damage control, you know, having a story in there that they were taking out a bunch of people until Becky Lynch came back. You know, they were, they were a group together. You watched Seamus and, and Drew McIntyre, buddy, buddy, and, you know, taking out guys and stuff like that. Like, that's really cool. You know, you just, you have some other things you can do other than just Lesnar and, you know, Lesnar and Lashley, Lashley happening in there. Otis and Braun, I think. Yeah, Omos and Braun. I mean, I thought <laughs> watching Lesnar freak out on the outside was hilarious, and uh, apparently he wasn't really supposed to do that to that referee, poor guy. But you know, that was kind of fun looking. <laughs> What'd you expect from Lesnar? He's a little aggressive. <laughs> don't get, don't get close. Apparently, I would stay the like, fuck hey, away from Lesnar. I'll tell you that. <laughs> At least out, uh, at least out of, uh, you know, uh, out in front of a live camera. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. So, thumbs up, men's rumble. Cody wins. I mean, I I started to say that we talked so much about Sammy and and well, I had talked so much about The Rock, and then we all started talking about Sammy and then Austin, and I was like. We're all going to be kind of a little disappointed when Cody wins, and we kind of worked ourselves into that unfortunately because what three months ago we were all ready Cody's coming back he's gonna win the rumble it's gonna be awesome there was more than one royal family you know (laughs) well you know i think i was trying to say that before like they're almost backing themselves into a into a tough spot because this is like almost did they have to give him the title to me it felt like the kofi mania thing again you know with the way Sami Zayn has done such a phenomenal job getting his character over doing what he's been doing with the bloodline that it feels like it's Sammy's chance to get over, give him the title for a little while or whatever, get him, you know, give him that push. Like he deserves something better. I think at the beginning of this whole storyline, I don't know if I said this the other day, but like it seemed like the path they're on is where they were going to go with having him and KO take the tag titles off the Usos. But then with the way they've been building this thing has gotten so over and so awesome that it's like, it almost feels like a disservice to give them to the tag titles. Like Sammy should be in the title match, which it sounds like it might happen at chamber, but it just, it feels like he deserves that WrestleMania moment after all of this. It would make sense to not see Kevin Owens or. It would make sense not to see Kevin Owens until then. And then it would make sense not to see. It almost makes sense not to see Jay Uso until then either, because what you could do is you could have this title match between Roman and Sammy, and it looks like Jay's coming out to help Sammy beat Roman, but he just goes back to the bloodline, and then they start beating on Sammy, and KO comes out and saves Sammy, and that sets up the tag match. Like that, that seems like that is the direction. That's pretty, pretty obvious there. Um, if that's the way they go, who knows? Every you know, no one knew the, the best thing about it. Well, shit, we're talking about it now. Was Jay walking out, 
right? I mean, that took it to a whole other level. Like, the yeah. Sammy moment was great. We all knew that was going to happen at some point. But when that happened, you didn't go, oh, well, Jay's definitely going to fucking walk out on Roman now. Right. No, you didn't know that. That's some next-level shit. Right. You didn't see him, yeah, just his mind going, you know, crazy about not going, knowing where to go because he, you know, he was the one that was the holdout this whole time. Finally, you know, accepted it after Hell in a Cell or uh, War Games um, that, you know, Sammy's on my side, got buddy-buddy with him, and then here's the turn, and it's like, what the fuck do I do? Like, after all of this, you know? Uh, so it's really good. It's really, That was that was the surprise. And, and as we're talking now, you know, this is before SmackDown, so we don't know what the next step is going to be here, and you guys are going to talk about it tomorrow. So, you know, it's interesting to see where they're going to go. I like that path. That seems like the obvious path. You know, I, I don't see Jay not being part of the bloodline and just them breaking up the titles and breaking those two up because right. it's just such a fantastic tag team. Like, it's... it's I can't do it. Um, so I, yeah, I think that's the path. a great story, <laughs> right? It's great. It's, it's the God. I don't know when the last time they've had something this amazing for this long. And that's the stuff we talk about, right? Is these long storylines, these great builds make for this kind of shit and you got to do it. You got to be patient. You got to enjoy this whole ride because, the one month shit story like oh they just need to take the title off or whatever like no this is fucking phenomenal like when's the last time you were this invested in this shit like it is so good it is that's such good shit man right that so pal <laughs> pal <laughs> yeah yeah you know and that's everybody's talking about it everybody's talking about it and, and there's no denying that it's the best thing going on in professional wrestling right now. Um, it's kind of funny, all, you know, the different people we know as wrestling fans, you know, uh, even the new Japaners and, and the, uh, you know, indie or AEW slash, you know, impact guys are all going, yeah, this is fucking great. I'm, I'm watching again. I'm, I'm paying attention to at least that again, you know, and catching some tertiary things on the side and not just kind of keeping up, but definitely checking in. So WWE's doing it right. Um, yeah. Anything else on the, I guess we'll get to that. Cause we're going to talk the road to WrestleMania here. Let's, let's yeah. kind of continue with the card. Um, we'll get these two things out of the way. <clears throat> How did you? There's gonna be another. Um, there's gonna be another sponsored match at WrestleMania, uh, DP. And he's seen that. You want to read your what you put in there? I, uh, I thought it was hilarious. My... I'm surprised not everybody uh, gave you the old laughing emoji guy. I but that was um, good, man. So in honor of you and the kind of the cool success that they had with the advertisement and the way the match looked, because it looked cool. It was short and that was great. It's just Uncle Howdy really missed there. Uh, that Oof. was kind of a fuck up on, on executing what they wanted to do there. But the rest of it was fine. I'm glad it didn't take too long. Bray won. Too bad for LA Knight. He needs to move on away from that so he can get going because he, he's got a good thing going. But, yeah, more slow, nothing really happening, Bray White storyline bullshit. But, DP, what was your pitch for WrestleMania 39 sponsored match, which will continue the tradition started by the Mountain Dew pitch black match? So, this WrestleMania... 
It's the Valvoline Instant Oil Change Battle Royal. Watch as your favorite superstars struggle to stay on their feet as the ring is covered in the world's best synthetic oil, and they try to toss their opponents over the top rope with both feet hitting the floor. You know that last part where, where you said synthetic oil? Yeah. I would have changed it to synthetic lubricant. That way you're not saying oil twice and you get the lube in there, huh? True. That's true. Everybody likes a good lube. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I couldn't think of something when I was writing it. I, was, that's the, I actually thought of that, too. I'm like, I don't want to say oil twice. So what the fuck do I say? Lubricant. Ah. I mean, I almost turned that into like a like a the old women's matches or something like it was going to be some women's match like that. But I was like, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. It's going to replace the Andre the Memorial Giant Battle Rumble. No, you missed it. That's not right. Andre the Royal Giant Memorial Battle Rumble. Damn it! I'll get it one of these weeks. (laughs) No, you won't. (laughs) Well, you get to say it so often. You're on like twenty and a half podcasts a week. So fucking, I'm so tired. I'm not. I'm not. It's uh, great. It's the road to WrestleMania. I'm going to do as much as I can um, uh, right now before it gets nice outside. And then I'm going to go off as much as I can. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, you know, yeah, the match looked great. Uh, the Bray Wyatt match. Uh, just to jump quick on that one. Uh, you know, I felt like I was at, you know, an old roller disco again, you know, back in the 90s going to roll. kind of cool. Though. Skate you. I mean, it, it was different. Did you think it looked cool at least? I, I enjoyed the fact that they put the little confetti popcorn in the uh, area just so that they could smash it and make it look fancy. You know, that was neat. Um, I'm a big fan of neon green, so I liked it. Uh, Such a true story. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was different, I guess. But, I, you know, it felt to me like it's just the same as the same shtick that they was he was doing as the Fiend with the, with the red light. So I'd, I'd like to see him not do that anymore. <laughs> And yes, I agree. L.A. Knight needs to get away fast so that he can start getting his build because he is definitely fantastic on the mic and in the ring. Uh, he could be a you know dark horse to win Money in the Bank too this year. That's that's not a bad idea. Maybe they start a streak of people that don't cash in successfully. There you go. Even not cashing the... in is still a you know still gets you a push. It's still a. Gets you in well, the not according, to, uh, not according to Austin Theory's stupid ass, who has no idea when to keep his mouth shut or how to fucking do a interview with fucking like. There's a way to do it to not sound like a fucking moron. To say that the Money in the Bank was an anchor on you, you're just a fucking idiot. Yeah. Uh huh. Even if you're doing Why? it to say it as character. Yeah. Why would you not? Why? Why? Why would it not be? That's a. It's a golden ticket. You, it's your it's your Willy Wonka. Yeah, I mean, if you're just if it's not in the forefront of your mind that you're saying this because it's your character, then you're just stupid. But if it is in the forefront of your mind that you're saying this because it's your character, then you and your character are stupid. So either way, somebody's stupid here. Just saying, just observing. I'm just in observation. It's not my imagination. It's just an observation. See? See what we did there? (laughs) All right. We'll keep it moving. Alexa Bliss. Speaking of Uncle Howdy, Alexa Bliss and Greg will tell you hashtag Uncle Howdy missed. Uh, Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair. What would you think of that one? Because I thought it needed way more time for a really good match. And the post-match 
pouty stuff was just getting like boring. You know, I thought they were going to press this whole thing a little bit more. I, I think you guys were on the right page of it happening after the match. So Bianca got like the clean win. Uh, so I guess that was fine. But then it just, yeah, it was kind of flat, you know, just, it, which is, which is unfortunate. Cause they're, I mean, both of them deserve better than that. You know, yeah, it was only like a seven minute match. And they could put on definitely a better show than they did. But the whole part of this was more the Alexa Bliss story and the Uncle Howdy and her turning back to, you know, whoever it's going to be. If it's going to be uh, Sister Abigail as part of the Wyatt family thing again, that's fine. But, yeah, it just seemed kind of like this was the time for it to be the full change. Let's just, just do it, you know. And it was just kind of a half-ass video shot. Like, okay, great, we've been seeing that for long enough now. They can make this and let's make it happen. You know, they're probably waiting until WrestleMania to do it. My, I'm guessing for her to do the full turn and have her help Bray Wyatt win whatever match he's going to be in. But yeah, it was it was disappointing a little bit on this one. So <clears throat> let's get to what wasn't disappointing. And this is why I consider this one of the best pay-per-views. I'm not saying it's the best pay-per-view. It might be. I don't know. I haven't really thought about what the best pay-per-view ever is. But it's one of the best. And in classifying that with a number, I'll say it's probably in the top, definitely in top 20, maybe in top 10, <clears throat> all time. For me, I enjoyed it so much. I can't remember last time I had so much fun watching a pay-per-view because both Rumbles were fucking great. And you have one of the best storylines in history unfolding like key moments in your eyes. But this women's rumble, Dan, this was the best women's Royal rumble of all time. And it had a super cool finish and it had a super cool story inside of it. And it had some really cool surprises. And it also showcased three NXT women, which was awesome. Um, Rhea Ripley, as much shit as I gave her when she came up to the main roster and maybe she deserved it. And maybe it was more, uh, how she was being used as opposed to her own fault, but you got to make do with what you get. And she's knocking it out of the fucking park right now. She's one of the best talents and characters workers in the world right now, <clears throat> world right now, regardless of male, female or company level, she's just crushing it. And that was the chalk. Like this whole pay-per-view was chalk, but that was the chalk we all really knew. So it wasn't chalk. It was just like, just want to see it and they her and Liv and Michelle McCool and Nia Jax comes back and it was just the best women's rumble ever one of the best Royal Rumbles ever period and the finish on the apron with, with Dark Asuka and the mist and everything and all of them being there man I I fucking loved it it was a beautiful ending I think it was the best ending to a rumble ever maybe ever um, really because just them all three on the apron. Oscar Oscar throws the miss, hits Liv, you know, ends up getting knocked off, and then Liv like blinded, throwing punches at Rhea, trying to get her to get knocked off, and then the Hurricane Rana uh to get Liv throw Liv off that looked brutal, you know. She like took a hard bump on that. Like it was good. It was just damn good. Like I love that finish. I thought that was really awesome. That's dangerous to to do like and they pulled it off phenomenally by having you know having all three of them on the side like that on the apron is it's really good you know and uh i absolutely hated Nia jack's return because i don't think she should be in wrestling because she's a in my opinion she's just a danger to people 
uh, they they screwed it up. That was the only bad thing is they screwed it up uh, by having the music hit before the countdown. <laughs> but other than that, yes, uh, this one was fantastic. I.E. Fastlane, the Chris Jericho fucking <laughs> Titantron, fucking knobs. At least that one wasn't, uh, you know, people didn't see that on television or pay-per-view. Yeah, I saw it. What's the fucking difference? I don't care about the rest of the fucking idiots. We paid money to go there and got fucked over. It was like Dave ruining fucking AJ Styles' win for me in fucking London. Like, dude, the fuck? <laughs> uh, yeah, this one was really good. I like that. The Michelle McCool uh, comeback was, nice. was pretty cool. I mean, I think we, you know all the talk about her was kind of a, you know, like I was like, ah, she's going to be in it, but to have her sitting at ringside and then going like, Oh shit. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, Chelsea green. It was interesting because yeah, Chelsea green. Yeah. She's going to play like a Karen character, which I, she seemed like it seemed like a cool job. She did yeah. with Adam Pierce on raw. Yeah. She could do it. I think that was great. I think they brought her back. That was hilarious. Then the immediate elimination, um, yeah, she's gonna be full time though. Like they brought yeah. her back to be yeah. back, not just a not just a pop in there. Um, that was nice. Yeah, I like Naya coming back. I, I think it's interesting. I wonder who she's gonna face. At, uh, you know, well, we'll get to that because I wonder who Bianca Belair is gonna face at WrestleMania. I think that's one of the biggest question marks right now, and I don't know who else you have. Maybe Ronda if her contract's up, but if her contract's if her, she's gonna stick around for a while longer, it, it sounds like Shayna and her are gonna go for the tag titles. Though then that leaves who Raquel or Nia, basically, right? Or a multi-person match. How about uh, Piper Niven getting her name back? Oh, absolutely fantastic! Loved that when she came out. I was like, this. I was cheering. Krista, the uh, Delinator, was like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like. I'm like, well, Dewdrop is dead. <laughs> Piper Nevin is back. She's like, what? Who's Dewdrop? That's <laughs> she Dewdrop. Knows. Well, she's not dead. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. She's gone. Although, I, for some reason, the announced team was really playing that up, which was kind of funny, trying to put that all in there. I'm like, all right. Yeah, we get it. We get it. We get it. Well, how'd you, how'd you like the fact that Cole, they, they fucked with Cole, and they told, then didn't tell him that Pat Mac was coming back? Oh, that's beautiful. I mean, that's the best way to do it. To see that that genuine reaction, because Michael Cole, like I don't oh, know, yeah. he, he loved since Pat McAfee joined him, like he oh, seemed so rejuvenated. Yeah, like like one and wonderfully, you know, it's just been they've been well, such a great team. He's, he's been on record as saying as much too that Pat McAfee is, you know, basically they'll use the word again, rejuvenated his his love for for what they do. So yeah, um, yeah, I thought it was cool the dichotomy between. Graves and um, and McAfee on the announce team to me it doesn't always feel comfortable to me. It feels like when they're together, McAfee doesn't go all out. McAfee and Graves goes a little harder. Graves does that does that make sense to you? It does, and I don't know if that's part of the bit or not. To be honest with you, I, I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't think they generally dislike each other or anything like that. But I think no. But like it's like McAfee tries less because Graves is there, and Graves tries harder because McAfee's there. Yeah, like that's exactly how it feels. Cole completely unaffected. <laughs> Cole's just gonna be Cole. <laughs> but, and yeah. Cole's one of the top five uh, 
uh, announcers of all time. Oh yeah, hands down. He's he's fantastic. Which is yeah, and I I don't know. You know the way they build this up and the way that they like. Pat McAfee is going to have a match at WrestleMania too, as well. You know, uh, I'd love to have you to hate that match. I, I, it just feels like if this, like, there isn't. I mean, I don't think there's genuine. Like I said, I don't think there's genuine hatred or anything. But that, but the the, <sighs> the story that they kind of tell where he doesn't shake his hand, he, he acts like he doesn't like him. They could totally do this bit for you know, who gets to be the color commentator on the show or something like that or whatever. Just or just have the match would be great. They just yeah, they don't. They can just be on their own brand. Yeah, just they to both settle do their feud. They do because. Right, because Pat McAfee couldn't really be with anybody else besides Michael Cole. And Corey Graves does a great job of who's who's on Raw now, the new Kevin Patrick, Kevin Patrick. is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Who I like a lot, but he's still growing and Corey Graves does a good job of not burying him for it, but kind of making fun of him a little bit, but not making him look bad. So don't get me wrong, I love Corey Graves and I love Pat McAfee. It's just so I had the great idea out of asking myself a question in we're saying this is a match at WrestleMania, and I, I think I go, well, who's going to announce it? And, well, obviously Michael Cole, but with who? And why not have a match where McAfee and Graves are doing their own color commentary with Michael Cole while they're having the match? <laughs> they can have the headset on or have some kind of thing. Like the live mic on the ref or something, and they're calling <laughs> it back and forth. So when they're winning or losing, it's yeah. hilarious, right? I mean, it, they probably would never do something like that because it'd be super kitschy. But like that'd be funny as fuck. I I can gar- I can almost guarantee. Well, I can't guarantee you because I don't fucking know. Um, and I got this whole story wrong that I wanted to see happen. So I, I could see them like doing like a rock bit, you know, where they grab the headset and start doing a little color commentary while the matches while their match is going on or something, you know. Um, you know, and talking to Cole or whatever, I think they would totally do that and have a good time with that. Uh, so, in some sense, they will probably do something like that, but not the whole match, but yeah. that'd be funny. Where does this show rank for you overall? I know you enjoyed the shit out of it like I did just from talking with you about it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't think about that stuff. <laughs> But I mean, well, I thought I, it was. I mean, what, what would you put it? You know, B plus, A minus, kind of thing. Oh, uh, I yeah, I definitely say it was an A. I mean, the the the, yeah. the the Royal Rumbles for me are always great, and this these were better than average. You know, these were were fantastic. Like I said, you know, the fact that there really wasn't any surprises and it was still like that damn good to me is is hard to do. You know, so I just I. I've been so much more entertained with with the storylines and wrestling that's going on because there's more than just like one or two big things like there's all these little things that are still great and they intertwine them very well in both the rumbles and then despite the fact that it was kind of chalk wins like you said for both it was still fantastic to watch and it was still you know got you on the edge of your seat watching them and seeing the finish to the women's one was just fantastic. And I think one of the best finishes I've ever seen. So just to everybody that was disappointed that there were no surprises in the rumble, more than 16% of the entrance into the Royal rumble that came out were surprises. More than 16%. Well, cause they didn't announce them earlier. Or what? 
there was there was at least ten surprises. Overall, Dewdrop is Piper Nick. That wasn't announced. Well, because they had announced like six women. <laughs> what do you want? Um, Michelle McCool, surprise. Nia Jax, surprise. Chelsea Green, surprise. One, two, three NXT superstars, surprise, surprise, surprise. Edge, surprise. Booker T, surprise. Logan Paul, surprise. That's 10 surprises out of 60. That's one every six entrants was a surprise. You want a fucking every other surprise? Go fucking pick a fucking lollipop out of a goddamn question mark bin and figure out what that fucking tastes like. I bet you it's shit. I don't think I've ever had that lollipop, but okay. Sorry, I'm not yelling at, not yelling at you, DP, but she's Louise, these people. Oh, I, how many, how many, why even have a fucking regular roster if half the people are coming out aren't even on your fucking shows? You got 10 slash 11 fucking surprises. I'm still going to complain about it. I know. That's why we have a show. We'll be right back. Jared <laughs> Star Radio Network. DWI podcast. We love the Royal Rumble, and you should too, because it's okay to have an opinion, but sometimes it could suck if it's not ours. We'll be right back. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. All right, welcome back. DWI361, DP, and PC Tony here with you. Make sure you follow the show at Podcast DWI on Twitter and at DWI Podcast on the Facebook. You can follow DP at It's Me, DPP, and you can find me at PC Tony. Don't forget about ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. All right, here's what I want to do now, DP. I've seen this little list of what could be a card here for WrestleMania. Roman versus Cody, that's, you booked that one. Charlotte versus Rhea, you can book that one. We're saying Sammy and KO versus the Usos makes a lot of sense. How would you like Finn Balor versus a brood edge in a Hell in a Cell? I am all for Demon Balor versus brood edge. It doesn't have to be Hell in a Cell even. You get you add the DJ stipulation here from the DM where where he's like, "Give me Demon Balor and we'll take it." Right? I would take Demon Balor. I think that would be really cool. Uh, okay. I'd be down for that. I know we're, we're at least getting that match. That's for sure. One way or another, we're getting those two. Shayna and, and well, let's 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 incorporate this whole thing in. Right? Who does Bianca face? Right now, it's likely going to be the winner of the women's elimination chamber. But who will that be? Will it be Ronda? Or was Ronda going to be with Shayna going for the tag titles against Damage Control? And if that's the case, I got it narrowed down to Nia and Raquel. Yeah, I mean, there's... I think Raquel is the one. I mean, unless they're going to... Because you got got Bailey and Becky, right? Asuka. I mean, unless you bring Asuka, like, that little change of character, you know, you can maybe do that. That'd be the only other one I could see. That's yeah, but out there. Did they have matches or no? Did Oscar just kind of disappear from that threesome of her Alexa and Alexa had the matches with her, right? Yeah, I don't think Belair and Oscar's had a have had a match yet. 
Not that I can okay. remember. Then I could see that. I could see that. I could see Oscar winning, actually. <laughs> I think. Although uh, it's likely Bianca does. I'd love to tell the story of Rhea and Bianca winning this year and next year they unify the titles having held them still. Because a lot of people wanted that Rhea Bianca match. They did. I thought that was, we all kind of seemed like that was going to happen, but I, I do like. I like this better actually I like this in the, better. the one X because there's a lot of there's a lot of like she's got she's got some shit to prove for sure through with Charlotte. Well, and you know, Rhea winning, which seems to be I I think what will, what will happen. Rhea's a raw superstar with the Judgment Day winning the SmackDown title. Is the whole Judgment Day going to move to SmackDown, or are they going to? I don't think they're going to break them up. So that building I'm, into I'm you, joining this, the titles could work out very we're, well. We're moving at a very slow pace, but we're getting closer and closer every day to the ultimate PC Tunny format of <laughs> WWE, their roster and titles. Are we not? Like, I mean, how many times do I got to bring this up? One world champion for the men, one world champion for the women. You have belts that stay on shows, i.e. the IC in the U.S., so that each show can say they have a champion. That's fine. You can move people in and out of there. One tag for each, one tag title for each men's and women's, right? NXT has their own shit. Throw in a fucking secondary title for the women then, because you got rid of a lot of fucking titles, you know? And anybody can show up on any roster. It doesn't fucking matter. You're not on, you're on WWE. You're on you're on the main roster, which is Raw and SmackDown, or you're in NXT. That's it. It's so simple. You can have a TV title, a women's secondary title. Oh. Bye, Tony. I'm done. I'm done. Sorry. It's <laughs> probably Sorry. the 17th time you've heard that. 17th? I don't know. Probably more than that. It's at least okay. 22 and a half times that I've heard that, I think. I did it one time I only got halfway through, hey? Yeah, sometimes you know, I might have cut, might have cut you off or something like that. You know, at one point. It's possible. It's possible. No. All right. Well, let's go back to what we we're talking about—the <laughs> women's title. Yeah, I, that's interesting. What do you do there? Does Does that mean? Well, you could have the shakeup too after WrestleMania. They're gonna go back to doing the draft and shit like that, or whatever. I sure hope not. I'm really hoping that that's gone. Like you said, you know, I don't want. Raw and SmackDown being separated at all for any reason. You know, it still seems like they're kind of in that path, you know, obviously, because there's not many carryovers. They don't, and then, they just don't really talk about it much. Well, they don't. That's the thing, is they don't really talk about it, which is what I'm liking. And they don't, they didn't have the draft last year like they normally would. So maybe it's slowly getting pushed away. The only thing that's still got me on that was this. Uh, Monday on Raw, when Adam Pierce came out and said we got a new member of the Raw roster, uh, when Rick Boogs came out, so oh, what really? Well, him and Elias are going to make a hell of a tag team. Are they? I well, they're going to make a tag team. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Like, what is this? A fucking he? You know who he is? You know who Rick Boogs is? Who he looked like? He looked like the the air guitar slash air drummer ultimate warrior yeah <laughs> yeah he did i'm yeah i'm done with i'm pretty much over elias and boogs like that's played big time yeah 
Elias's whole uh, guitar bit was uh, over a long time ago. I don't know why they brought it back. So, yeah, I I thought the him playing all the different members of his family stuff was hilarious. Oh god, that was terrible. I didn't say it was great. I said it was hilarious. <laughs> All right, let's keep moving here. Um, tertiary titles. Let's talk about. I brought it up. Uh, what I, I I'm seeing more likely from a more likely source is that it's a triple threat: Gunther, Sheamus, and McIntyre. That one seems like just that one seems locked in from the from a from a very from someone who's been pretty spot on for the last 18 to 24 months. Um, and then there's other things like Theory and Cena, Rollins and Logan Paul. It does make sense to have maybe Ray's last match against Dominic at WrestleMania. Yeah, I think we're that's, definitely getting Ray and Dominic. That's, uh, that's for sure. You know, and that could be, a, you know. Yeah, Rail put his his career on the line. And just, yeah, and not necessarily maybe his WWE career. Maybe he retires from WWE, right? Because I can sure. see him still doing things and special shows and traveling around and and still having a legends contract and coming back and doing all the stuff and being one of the guys that comes back a lot to do things. But yeah. I could see it being his. You know, hey, you know what? If you beat me, I will never wrestle in WWE ring again. Yeah. If I beat you, what does he get if he beats him? You gotta stop being a little brat. I mean, like, really, is that a stipulation? Or oh, you gotta leave the Judgment Day. How's that sound? Yeah, we'll leave the Judgment Day. Get Ever a since you joined the Judgment Day, you gotta, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta leave the Judgment Day and tell everybody that you never really went to prison. That this is you're full of shit. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, McAfee, yeah, they start talking. I mean, Dominic haven't gone to prison, and McAfee's like, "How long have I been gone? What's been going on?" <laughs> right. <laughs> That was been fun. Like he's like acted like he like he had no idea what some of the stuff was. Was kind of was hilarious. He did a good job. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Cena in theory uh, to me is almost locked in, um, especially after Raw. What's that? Sorry, it makes a lot of sense. Oh yeah, yeah. And well, when Theory was on the uh, MVPs uh, in the MVP lounge, uh, they made a lot of references to ruthless aggression. And obviously that was John Cena's uh, thing when he came into uh, the main roster. So um, that was the timing of that. Do you think there's a point where if Cena like makes him look like the little boy he is when they're going back and forth on the mic? Cause Cena can really make you Cena is probably more so than anybody ever. If he really wants to, he can make you look like a fucking moron. Cena. I, I... I really hope this happens. Cena is going to make him look like a little bitch. <laughs> he's yes. going to take him to school. I, I think. I, and I, I think hope he's better at it. I think he's, I think he's better at it than rock. Cause you expect it from rock. You don't necessarily expect it from Cena and it's just better. Not that the rock isn't great at it, but those two are the best. And Cena is just really effective at it when he wants to. Yeah. Well, and you think about when he was, you know, starting to push to his peak, you know, and then doing all of his, you know, thugonomic stuff and all the rapping and all that. And he could just, I mean, he just had a lot of good stuff in his back and forth when, you know, with opponents, he was just really good. He's really good at it. I mean, 
Roman knows firsthand because Cena is the only person to ever make Roman look like a little bitch. And Roman went on this thing like everybody else does and says, oh, why don't you stay away? Cena's back. You do the same thing all the time, blah, blah, blah. And Cena goes, yeah, well, if you're so great, then what am I doing here? <laughs> right. Ball game, mic drop. Don't matter what the fuck you say after that, bro. Right. I feel like this will be the same thing. I, I would love why, this. Why, if, if everything you're saying is right, then why am I back here again? Huh? You right. tell me. Because you aren't good enough yet. Yeah. <laughs> and he wasn't. He wasn't. Now he is. Now he is. Now he's ready to carry it. Uh, I I think I what I would love to see, and I I don't know, I doubt this will happen again, but you know, I feel like Cena's probably there to help Theory get a little more over. But, man, if you had the John Cena with the U.S. title doing the Open Challenge again would be phenomenal. If he had time to make one, his like, last run. That's like. That's like Rock would love to Rock would love to come back this year and have wrestled Roman at WrestleMania. Yeah. If he had the time, he doesn't. Neither yeah. does Cena. They just don't have the time to do that kind of stuff. I know. And they don't want to do it unless they can do it with the time needed, right? Right. That's what I'm saying. Like he's got to, he'd have to have the time. But man, if you think about it, if he had the time for the summer to do it again and make it his last run, summer of Cena. Put someone over at SummerSlam. You might still get something like that. Cena's a guy who, Rock definitely not, but Cena's a guy I could see at some point, it wouldn't be summer, it would be one last road to WrestleMania like The Rock did. The Rock's last one, he did it. That was it. He came back, won the title, and then lost it. That that's that was it. Yeah. I think you might get a last match with Rock. I don't know. I don't know anymore how much it really is necessary for him and Roman to go at it. I, I think Roman is already... He doesn't need it anymore. He's already part of a greater storyline than Rock was ever a part of, in my opinion, even with Austin. Well, I, you know, I think that was... Not more significant. Not more significant. The way they that built it. But the storyline of the bloodline, to me, is a better storyline right now by that much than Rock and Austin's trilogy. Right. I No, I, I agree. I love this, this. The whole bloodline thing has been a fantastic whole story that they've done and they couldn't have done this any better and i think just i think the way it's gone like you know like like i kind of said at the you know where it started with sam and with sammy Zayn that it was probably going to end with a tag match with him and ko but the way it's been going like things have changed and i think at that point it was like yeah him versus the reigns versus the rock for you know the tribal chief you know moniker of of you know our family makes a ton of sense. I think it still does. It doesn't seem as significant anymore because of the way they've built this whole thing. Like it's just, hey, it's, it's maybe it's so great. Maybe you never know. Maybe Cody doesn't win here and 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 Roman holds the title all the way till 40 and faces the rock at 40. You never know. Maybe no. it all starts. Maybe this is, Maybe this is the year where it just gets worse and worse and worse for Roman and everybody hates him. And then rock like, I got to come in and put you out of your misery. You know, I don't know. It could be. And that, that would be fantastic. Cause that's, that's the hard thing to think about. Like if you're going to, if Cody is the one to dethrone him, which I, I'm not saying he shouldn't, like I, that would still be great. Uh, but if they want to do that and say, okay, Cody's not going to be the one to dethrone him, then yeah, you got to go another year which I am not, um, I would not argue with because this has been phenomenal and, and close out this bloodline next year. 
fine. I have one thing I want to say before we take a super quick commercial break, come back and just kind of run down the matches extremely briefly about uh, tonight's NXT Vengeance Day. Probably listen to me and AJ later on, and AJ have some good insight right before that drops tonight. Um, but do you have any last thoughts before we move on? Because I'm at a one last thing I want to say briefly, and then we'll kick it to a commercial. No, I'm just excited for Elimination Chamber, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, if whatever they do is Sami Zayn and the Bloodline, uh, you know, Theory in the Elimination Chamber defending the title is going to be really cool. That's a little different. Uh, I, I expect him to come out of that, you know, and, and win the whole thing, which I think will make him just look even a little bit stronger. Um, and they're going to build some other stuff there. So, again, just and we're we're there, man. Rumble's done. We're in, we're on the road. It's this is, this is the best shit, man. So, fantastic. I got bone to pick with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And I don't need you to play the what's. I just need, hopefully, people to understand my frustration and disappointment. You came back last year in that shape to do that shit with Kevin Owens. But you couldn't come back this year when it looks like you're already in a million times better fucking shape to wrestle fucking Roman Reigns. What the fuck? We're never seeing Stone Cold in a WWE or any other fucking ring ever again. And what he did with Kevin Owens last year, folks, was not a match. Because Stone Cold clearly has not want to wrestle a wrestling match anymore. Because if he did, he would have fought Roman Reigns. Because they were going to give him a big bag of fucking money. And they were going to do something at the Rumble. And they were going to do something at WrestleMania in the main event, whether he's going to win or not. WDBE did everything they could to get The Rock... WWE did everything they could to get Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania this year. How much faith do you really have in Cody Rhodes winning the title at WrestleMania? We'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. What do you mean it's let's go? I still think he's going to win, but I thought it was better drama to end that rant like that. Um... Hell's a rant. The NXT. The NXT. What the hell does rant mean? It means it means I fucked your mother. Uh, um, I don't know why. I don't know why I said that. Um, <laughs> I had the card up and I fucking got rid of it right before we went to commercial for some fucking reason. So hang on a second. What do you want to know? No, I want to have it up so I can oh, talk there you about go. it because otherwise I don't. know. Here we go. All right, I got it. We're good. Make these things happen. Roxanne Perez, triple threat against Toxic Attraction, JC Jane, Gigi Dolan. Can they work together so one of them can take the title off of Rox and Perez? I don't think so. Roxanne Perez is looking great these days. Shawn Michaels is doing a great job. This should be a fun match. What's the reason Roxanne Perez was in the Rumble? She's doing fantastic. To lose the title? No, 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 no. Because she's doing fantastic. Oh, 
I think Zoe Stark out of the three that were there is the one to come up next. If you listen to Shawn Michaels interview, yeah. he says like, she's ready to go. We rely on her like a veteran down here right now. We know we're going to get what we want out of her every single time. So I could see her moving up pretty quick, she but yeah, this looks like a fun rumble match. too. So you can definitely see yeah. that. Yeah. She, she, she fits the bill. I didn't, she looked, she looked like she was where she was supposed to be. Yeah. And she looked super out comfortable. Of the she did. <laughs> Oh god, yeah. You know, so yeah, I, I definitely would agree with that. Um, I don't That's, see. Yeah, I don't. This see card it. looks great. Uh, well, here's the problem. Uh, you know, we've. I think I mentioned this too. Like, I usually pay try to pay enough attention to NXT. You know, to to make myself dangerous because I do enjoy it. And uh, unfortunately, this guy over here, he knows enough just to be dangerous. Hey. Uh, I've fallen out of it uh, recent for a while now because I just haven't had the time to watch it. So I unfortunately don't know a lot of what's going on here. Uh, so it's hard for me to to pick these ones or be like, "Yeah, this is really this is going to be really good." I, you know, definitely that looks well, interesting. The women's tag team really is the match is really the only thing I don't know. Um, Apollo Cruz and Carmelo Hayes that that's going to be fun. Two out of three. Those guys are fucking phenomenal. New. Is down there right now. Yeah. Over all the tag teams, four way. That's going to be super fun. Wesley versus Dijak for the North American title. Love and Another Dijak great... back. I'm I'm very happy that he's back and doing his thing. I mean, I can say all the names for the NXT Women's Tag Team Match, but I just don't know who these people are. Katana Chance and Caden Carter versus Fallon Henley, Kiana James with Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen. See, I can say all their names. You can Good put their you. faces in front of me all of their faces and I can match the girls with the girls, but I wouldn't know who was who. Um, but yes, Braun breaker and Grayson Waller, who's a future superstar on the main roster, in my opinion, just from the brief time I've got to see what he can do. A steel cage match. Those two are going to have a fucking banger. Yeah. That's, I think this is the send off for the, their, their final match together. Uh, I think they've had a couple already. Um, uh, and, yeah, I could see this being phenomenal. Breaker's just fantastic. I thought, from what I've seen of Grayson Waller, looks like he's really good. Uh, so, you know, another guy that has big potential ahead of him. I, I don't see him taking the title off Breaker, just, but I, I guess I don't know. But I, I feel like there's someone, they're waiting on that one for someone bigger, something at a, at the big show at WrestleMania, maybe. Big show at WrestleMania? What? You heard it. First on the DWI podcast, where <laughs> Dan predicted the big show. <laughs> he must be smoking crack. Um, I got nothing else. It's it. You know, there's a song during the holidays that says it's the most wonderful time of the year. But if you're a wrestling fan, this is it right now. It's the road to WrestleMania, especially if you're a WWE fan. Um, and it's just, man, it's just, you know, I let me tell you. It's not, it's really weird because Vince takes a lot of shit he shouldn't over Hunter. Oh, Hunter, Hunter, he came in and everything got better. Well, yeah, we got the SummerSlam and then we got the Survivor Series and then we got to the Rumble. That's, that's when things, that's when things get better all the time, idiots. I'm not saying he's not doing a great job, but you're getting pretty much the same thing. It's just a little more cohesive because Hunter doesn't have the cut bait 
instilled in him that Vince did after so many years. Do you know what I'm saying? When Vince knew something wasn't going to work, he didn't care if it didn't, if it left the show without synergy and points. He wanted you to forget that as soon as possible because he knew what worked when it worked, and he knew when it didn't work, the quicker you get out of it, the better. That's my opinion on that, DP. It's not a bad opinion. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, Hunter did come in at a good time, you know, eventually, you know, with SummerSlam being right there, that's obviously your biggest show. And it's the bloodline story was there. You know, I think they had their. So Sammy centric, but like that no, had to, th- but that was, that's organic. That you don't think that was going to happen? Yeah. I mean, Sammy. Yeah. It's hard to say. Yeah. But that's Sammy just knocking it out of the park, which we, we that's seen coming. So who knows? You know, I can't, it's hard to say Vince doesn't pull that trigger too. Right. Give me a break. Like right. he pulled, like if you didn't have, if you didn't have Decimania and Kofi mania, I could say, you know, maybe you're right. But like, dude, we just, we just had things like this happen. Mm hmm. It happens all the time, you know, and you know when to run with it, you know, and, and that's the part of being a good booker. And there's a reason it's been around for, you know, WrestleMania and, and WWE has been around for 40 plus years. You know, it, it's, you know, he knows what he was doing. I don't think we, I don't think anybody disagrees with that. You know, I, I, circumstances that happened or whatever made, made for changes. And I, I think Triple H has done a fantastic job keeping that momentum going and the ball rolling and not having things just fall apart you know he's i think you know he's brought in guys he wanted here you know he brought back you know some some guys and girls you know to fill out what he wanted for his roster there's some storylines in here that i don't think were would have happened with vince there i think these builds of more faction type things are triple h is doing because i do think he's a faction guy as well i mean you think what he's been in with dx and evolution and everything else so yeah i think that's a big part of it. I think that, you know, there's definitely some changes, but it's still the same writers and same people that are doing these things, but it's a little bit of a, his influence, you know, so things just uh, got a little bit of a different feel to it because it's a different guy. That's ultimately running the show. Um, I think it's for the better. I think it's great. I want to see what happens. Like you said, you know, this is, this is the big time of the, of the year. Let's see what happens in the summer. You know, let's see what happens when, you got some yeah, downtime. There you go. <laughs> you know, let's see if we can keep it going. He's only he hasn't done it for that long too. Like, you know, there's longevity yeah. in that. You know, you can do you can <laughs> you can blow your load and <laughs> you know right off the bat here, and then go. Oh, I got nothing else to follow it up. Right? He had all these great ideas, and now he falls flat in his face in six months. Could happen. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We don't know. I don't think that's gonna happen because I think he's got a great team around him, and that's all part of it, right? You know, all those guys are still there. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be a good thing. I think, I think, (laughs) I don't think anything's in danger. I know we talked about the sale and all that. that has been rumored and all that still around still hasn't happened. So who the fuck knows? Right. I think we said that before too. We don't know until it happens of what's, what it's going to end up being, but I think he's, I think he's doing a great job. But again, it's only been a short time and a lot of that stuff was already in place. It's long, it's a long game. You know, so let's see how it keeps going. I, you know, the momentum's still there. It's great. Yeah, now do it for 40 years. <laughs> well said. Well said. I'm going to add a last thing, which is not even, which is something we talked about before. And that was pretty much the last word of, of the, the cohesive show that we just had today. But 
a storyline that I didn't think I wouldn't add it to my top 10, but all time. And one of my favorites is the progression to Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels, where Rick had to keep winning all those matches and they were all really good. And at that time we're going, man, 90% of the roster still isn't as good as Ric Flair at this age, 95, maybe 95. Maybe it's just like four guys. <laughs> I mean, he was great in that run, uh, at the end there. So, um, yeah, fun stuff to think about here as as we move into the road to WrestleMania. DP, tell everybody this stuff. Well, uh, you find me all over the worldwide social media interwebs that it's me, DPP, in this show, on Twitter, at Podcast DWI, and on Facebook, facebook.com slash DWI Podcast. I keep looking like every other, I keep looking like every month, probably, and see if DWI Podcast is available on Twitter <laughs> It's still not, and whoever has it, they don't even fucking do anything with it, and it just pisses me off. And I'm like, ah, oh, whatever, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, that's usually what happens. I don't know if I even I don't even know I don't even know if I change it. No, but whatever. Yeah. So follow us at those places. It's a lot of work. Follow DP. Just listen to Chairshot Radio Network. You can follow that on all of your favorite streaming platforms. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. You know all the good stuff. You know, find us. Very often here on the road to WrestleMania because we love wrestling. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Listen to me and AJ this afternoon. Listen to me tomorrow and the next yeah. day after that. And all those I don't know. 24 I'm, and a half other podcasts he's on during the week. Game content has returned. And, folks, next week we get back going with Seinfeld, the first two episodes of season number four, The Trip. See you next week. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotion promotional offer not available in washington dc